Recently, there were some ladies in my church that were having a conversation on Facebook about a Disney movie that had just come out, uh, and it was one of those where there was kind of some debate over whether or not it was a, a movie that Christians would maybe want to show in their home, and what was interesting about it is that they didn't agree, but I loved the way they were having a conversation about it. In fact, I chimed in not to give my opinion on whether or not the movie should be watched. In fact, at the time, I hadn't done any research on it. Uh, but I chimed in simply to tell them that I appreciated how they were having a conversation. And they were sharing different perspectives and points of view the whole time being gracious and kind with the other side uh, and being respectful about it. And I thought that was so great to see. Since that movie, however, in just the last couple weeks, Disney's had some leaked videos that have been... Um, very interesting, to say the least, uh, where they're kind of starting to talk more about their agenda and their goals and what they're trying to accomplish uh, in, in, on this issue of uh, transgender and LGBTQ and infiltrating that into their movies more and more. I'm going to approach the topic today from the standpoint of I believe that homosexuality and transgenderism are unbiblical. Now, I'm going to also say this right off the get-go. I don't hate uh, homosexuals. I I disagree, and that's okay. I don't hate transgender people. I disagree, and I think the Bible speaks to those issues. And so, it's okay for me to have an opinion and for you to have a different opinion if you disagree with me on that subject matter. But at the end of the day, I believe that it's unbiblical. And so, I'm going to approach how how should you handle Disney if you think that these things are unbiblical. And so, that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm Matt McMorris. I want to help you live, think, and love like Jesus. Welcome to the Matt McMorris Audio Experience, where I hope to help you live, think, and love like Jesus. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I saw some clips um, about this subject matter from Disney that were interesting and a little bit alarming. And so I, I thought that it would be helpful maybe to approach it from a, a Christian standpoint, a biblical worldview. What should we as Christians do? Should we boycott? Should we ban? How should we handle Disney? Um, should no one ever plan another family trip to Disney World? Uh, what does it look like for us as Christians and how do we think biblically about that subject matter? Uh, ultimately, it's going to come down to a decision you're going to have to make and uh, my family's making a decision and I'll talk to you a little bit about that here in just a second. Uh, if you're watching, you'll be able to see this and if not, you'll, you can listen to the audio on this, but I'm going to play a couple of videos that are from Disney's executives. Um, there's two particular ones that I want to show you and one kind of talking about the woke agenda, the, the lady who is uh, speaking in the video is talking about how she's pushing a, a an LGBTQ, transgender, and queer agenda in, in the movies and how she's proud to be able to do that. And then we're going to uh, talk about another one here in a second. So let's take a look at that video real quick and listen to that audio um, if you're if you're listening to it via the podcast. Roberts and like the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like I, I feel like I felt like it was, I mean, like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like something must have happened in the last, like, like they are turning it around, they're going hard. And then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of, I don't have to be afraid to like, let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background, like I was just wherever I could just basically adding queerness to like, the, if you see anything queer in the show. But like, I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. What's 
super interesting to me about this is that she's not even sort of trying to hide that she has a very clear and very specific agenda. This isn't some kind of um, maybe to appease a, a certain group of people will put some in there. This is a, we want this in there because we want more and more of this because they're trying to indoctrinate uh, those people that are watching their films. They want to actually create this normalization of these ideologies. And so they're putting it in their, in their videos more and more. And it's not just going to happen in their movies and TV shows. It's also happening at their parks where they're just kind of taking away the, the issue of gender altogether. The video that I want to show you right now, uh, you'll hear the, um, the executive talking about um, this idea of how they're going to address people at their parks and whatnot. And again, if you want to say hello, friends, instead of ladies and gentlemen, fine by me. But if it's because you think that ladies and gentlemen is wrong, that's a different story. It, it's not wrong to say ladies and gentlemen. The Bible talks about the fact that God created uh, us in his image. And then it goes on, it says male and female, he created them. So God created men and women, ladies and gentlemen. So there's nothing wrong with the phrase, um, but Disney is certainly changing things. So let's take a look at that video. A big change is coming to Disney theme parks around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Disney is scrubbing the words ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls from their iconic park greetings in an effort to promote gender inclusion. The company will instruct park workers to say hello everyone or hello friends instead. They're also changing their messaging inside the park and they're changing how cast members interact with guests because they say not every girl wants to be called a princess. We don't want to just assume because someone might be um, in, in our interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess. So let's think differently about how do we really engage with our guests in a meaningful and inclusive way that makes it magical and memorable for everyone. The move comes amid backlash from a new law in Florida that prohibits school teachers in kindergarten through third grade from discussing gender identity or sexual orientation in the classroom. Some people who aren't happy with the company's new policy are speaking out online. So it's clear that Disney has an agenda, that they're not just um, having conversations about this, they're not just slipping it in. Remember back when, when I was a kid, at least, if you're old like me, uh, when I was a kid, there were some things maybe we speculated about, like people used to often say, are Timon and Pumbaa gay? Uh, and then when um, the new Beauty and the Beast came out, the remake, which was not as good as the cartoon. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, but when the cartoon or when the remake came out, people questioned was LeFou and, were LeFou and um, Gaston, were they gay? Um, and then I, I remember in The Lion King, when when which one was it Simba? I think when he laid down, the leaves kind of swirled and it looks like it's spelled out S-E-X. And then I read in an article that I'm going to share with you here in a minute um, that that was actually S-F-X and it was kind of a, a nod to the special effects crew. Um, so who knows on some of those things? Has Disney been... Um, pushing an agenda, not like they are today. Now, the ideology of Disney has always kind of been the same, kind of a self-centered, be who you want to be, follow your heart um, kind of stuff. And I've always, my whole life, I've always kind of taught that, especially with my children, I've always kind of taught that the the ideology of Disney is not the place to get our theology from. And quite frankly, you shouldn't be getting your theology from movies in the first place. Um, it's just, you start watching things like Avatar or um, even Star Wars and some of that. If you're getting your religion uh, teaching from movies, uh, then you need to find something better to do. Uh, read a Bible, maybe, would be, would be a good place to start. But as parents in particular, and even just as individuals, how should we handle this issue with Disney? Now, 
I'm uh, not so naive as to think that somebody's not going to disagree with me. So I'll, I'll say this right away. I'm going to share my thoughts on the subject, and then I'll give you, uh, I'll tell you what we're doing as a family. And if you do something different, that's okay. Uh, but here's some thoughts that I that that kind of have helped me as we're making a decision for for our family. First thing I would say is this: you as a parent have to know your children. You have to know their hearts. You have to know what's good for them and what's bad for them. You're the one that needs to um, really kind of question: is this going to be a show or a movie that's going to negatively impact my child's heart. You see, the Bible says to train up our children. It says that we're supposed to disciple our children. And so it's my job to help guard their heart. It's my job to help um, shepherd them to be more like Jesus. And so it's imperative that as a parent, I am careful of the content that my children are consuming, whether it's the books they read or the music they listen to or the movies they watch or the friends they hang out with. Everywhere where they can absorb information is a possibility for them to be more like Jesus or less like Jesus. And so you as a parent have to kind of know your kids and where they're at before you can even make a decision like this. And then also you're responsible uh, for your own heart and for the hearts of your children. You're you're responsible to protect their hearts. You're responsible to guard their hearts. You're responsible to shepherd their hearts. So yes, you're supposed to know their hearts, but you're also supposed to guide their hearts and, and to give them some guidance and direction. Some people might argue with that and say, I don't like to tell my kids how they should think. I, sh- I, don't, I, I just want them to develop their own opinions. It's interesting, though, that we don't let our kids develop their own opinions on how much junk food to eat or how often to brush their teeth or uh, those kinds of things. So with when there's things that we are convinced are harmful, we make sure that we have a say in it. But a lot of times when it comes to things that are of their heart that we can't see, they aren't maybe as tangible. Like if my daughter eats too much junk food, which she has in the past, she gets too many cavities, which she does, right? So we have a rule in our house. She has to brush her teeth and she has to do it well and she has to do it for certain amount of time. Well, that then moves in, I think, just as importantly into the spiritual realm where we have to make sure that we're guarding and protecting our children's hearts. It's our responsibility to teach them to be uh, what God wants them to be and to help guide them into who God has created them to be. Um, Sometimes though, families spend far more time protecting than they do parenting. And, and here's what I mean by this. If I'm a good parent, I'm gonna, I'm going to do some protecting, but I'm also going to be investing truth and biblical principles into my children's lives. For example, it's one thing to say that I want to put up barriers and not allow things in, but I also have to make sure that I'm giving them what they need. And what I mean by that is if you were to think about uh, back in the day when they used maybe bows and arrows for weapons of war, they would often build walls around their cities, right? They would make a, a fortress or a castle and they would be able to protect those inside. The, the good thing about a wall is that it keeps the enemy out, but it also keeps out all kinds of supplies. So if inside the wall, you don't have food, water, shelter, medical supplies, resources, you're still ultimately going to lose. It's a fight you can't win because you don't have the resources. You don't have the ability to, to win that. So it's one thing to just protect your kids. And I've, I've seen young people that uh, that I grew up with and, and when I was younger that we had the same churches and the same rules and the same kind of parenting um, in some ways uh, where the, there was a lot of rules in place. And when they got older and they got some freedom, all of a sudden it was like, I'm done with all these rules. I'm going to go live life the way I want to live it. And it's because they weren't being invested in spiritually. They were just being told, don't do, don't do, don't do. But we also have to parent our children and disciple them and teach them the things of God. So when it 
comes to this issue of Disney, there's going to be an aspect of it where it's just going to come down to some Christian liberty. Whether or not you're going to boycott them is is really up to you. Uh, but there's an article that I think that was interesting that's kind of helping me think through some of this. And it's an article I want to read a couple of quotes from. This is from the website, The Gospel Coalition, and I won't endorse everything from The Gospel Coalition. Uh, and I don't know Trevin Wax well enough to know if I can endorse all of his content or not. But I, I did read this and found it uh, pretty interesting. In this article, and I'll try to link to it, under the heading, The Difference with Disney, let me read just a couple of paragraphs that I think are are interesting to look at. It says this, Recently, a growing number of companies have aligned publicly with agendas on the political left, often at the behest of diversity, equity, and inclusion officers and HR departments. Some commentators now label this phenomenon woke capitalism, and conservatives worry about the results when both big government and big business unite around new and contested ideologies about gender and sexuality. Now, this is the part I wanted you to hear. That's kind of the setup. But the Disney trouble is different. In this case, it's not about your Whopper with rainbow-colored wrapping or the propriety of Pepsi taking a position on a particular piece of legislation. In those cases, the product from the organizations remains the same. Consumers may roll their eyes at the leftward virtue signaling or the TV commercials, but the Oreo remains the Oreo. And he's referencing there a commercial that came out recently, more like a short film, kind of an artsy film, quite frankly agree with the film or not, it was kind of an, an odd film for Oreo to make because it didn't have much to do with Oreos. It had everything to do with a young man who was coming out to his extended family uh, about his sexuality. Uh, then it goes on. Disney is different. The insertion of an ideological perspective related to gender and sexuality affects the product. The creatives on video are forthright. They want to use the Disney name and its cultural cachet to push views of sexuality into entertainment for children. Then he highlights that for children aspect. And the reality is that is the goal of Disney. And so then it comes down to the question of do we boycott Disney? How do we how do we handle that? If we disagree with those things, how do we handle that? Because Disney is blatantly trying to normalize behaviors and lifestyles that go against the teachings of scripture. And so he says this, a boycott of Disney would be challenging simply because of the size of the behemoth. We're talking ABC, ESPN, Touchstone, Marvel, Lucasfilm, A&E, The History Channel, Lifetime, Pixar, Hulu, Vice, and Core Publishing, and that's just a start. And then he gives some other ideas of how you might be able to respond to it. And so you can boycott it if you want. You can respond in one of these other ways. Um, but it's certainly not as simple as just let's boycott it and we can really stick it to Disney. It's something that's really uh, a, a big thing and uh, something that you're going to have to take into consideration as a parent. So we know that as parents, it's important that we are very careful about what we allow into our children. I just We just talked about um, this idea of protecting and guarding our kids' hearts. So how do we do that? I, I've, I've got four things that I want to try to give you that I think will help you as you are parenting your children. Uh, and I'll just give them to you real quick. Number one, don't, assu don't assume a show's innocence. There was a day when Disney, for the most part, was safe. If, if Disney Plus existed 20, 30 years ago uh, as a streaming service, it would have been pretty safe to say that our kids could have watched Blubber or, uh, or no, Flubber, I think is what it was called. The one with the, the, the professor that, that creates, and then the absent-minded professor and, and, the, and the bug movie and the Mary Poppins and all. Like there was a day when those Disney movies were great and it wouldn't have been much of an issue for anybody to, to watch those. That's quickly changing. So don't assume just because it's Disney that it's innocent. The other thing I would say is don't count on ratings. No matter what a movie is rated, 
a G-rated movie may still have content in it that isn't what you want your children to be seeing because those things are becoming normalized in society. So they may be giving it a rating based on uh, the sexuality or the nudity or the violence or the language, but the messaging that's going into the movie may have nothing to do with the rating. So if you want to be careful, as you should be, and cautious about what your your children are viewing, don't just assume because it's rated G that it's perfectly acceptable because that's not the case anymore. The third thing I would say is don't always trust a friend's feedback. Don't always trust a friend's feedback. And, and what I mean by that is that you may have different um, cultural context. You may have different. You may come to it from a different perspective. You may see it differently than they see it. Uh, you may value certain things differently than they value them. So just because somebody else says, "Oh no, it was a good movie," doesn't mean it's a movie you should necessarily watch. And then the fourth thing I want to give you is this idea: use a site, a website like PluggedIn.com. Um, PluggedIn.com is a website that gives a, a huge amount of information on it. Um, if you go to it, all of the latest movies are on there. It gives you the basic information. It starts off with a movie review where they just kind of tell you about the movie. And then it goes into categories that it explains. It has positive elements, then spiritual elements. Then it describes the sexual content of the movie to let you know kind of what you can expect. And then it describes the violence content, the crude and profane language. It literally lists how many times certain curse words are used. It talks about the drug and alcohol content, other negative elements, and then gives a conclusion. So it's really in depth on what you can expect from a movie and helps you uh, be able to determine, hey, is this something that we want to be able to watch? I used it recently on a couple of movies my kids had heard about and they had seen the previews for. And honestly, on the previews, it looked like they were going to be good movies. And so I was like, before I spend the money to buy movie tickets and popcorn and whatever else, I was like, I want to I want to take a look. And I pulled up Plugged In and I looked at it. And I it was an opportunity for discipleship, even with my own kids, where I was able to sit down and say, hey, guys, let me read you what this website says. So instead of just telling them, no, we're not going to go see it, I read to them, this is how much it uses God's name in vain. This is the, in vain. This is how many times it uses the F word or the S word. And it, and it just helped them even go, oh, yeah, we didn't know that. And so we understood as a family that it just wasn't a movie that we wanted to go and see. So it's a resource that that might be able to help you. So for my family, what have we chosen to do? We still have Disney+. Plus. Um, we still have it in our home. We have a subscription to it. Um, we still watch some Disney things. Uh, if, if somebody wants to gift me a trip to Disney World, I'll take it. I'm, I'm not against that. Uh, but I know my family. I know my kids. I know where we're at. I know they're their spiritual discipleship plan, and I know how we're developing them and working with them. Um, and so I feel like for our family, it's safe, and it's something that that it's safe because of the uh, barriers we put in place. For example, my kids aren't allowed to just watch movies and TV shows without our knowledge. Um, they, they have to have those approved. They don't wear headphones in our home hardly ever unless, again, it's approved that this is what we know they're watching or listening to. Uh, it just helps us to be able to guard and protect our hearts. You might say, you're super strict. Well, good news for you. You're not my kid, so uh, I'm only accountable and responsible for how they turn out uh, and, and the way I parent them. And so I want to be careful to make sure that I'm guarding their hearts in, in those regards. So that's what we're doing in my home. So hopefully this, this video, uh, this audio gives you some encouragement on how to think about it. Whatever you do, though, I would say don't just be wide open to it. Make sure that you're thinking through these issues and making sure you're doing what's best for your family. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you do me a favor and subscribe? I know that you, you probably have subscriptions to a lot of things, and this is one more of them, but I'm really hopeful that this is content that will be helpful and encouraging to you, and that it'll be worth your while to listen to. 
I remember when I was working full-time in a factory, I would listen to podcasts all the time, and I'm trying to create content that will help you pass the time and grow in your walk with the Lord as well. Also, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love for you to leave a rating and a review. It helps us more than anything else with the algorithms to help make sure this content gets shared with those that would find it helpful and interesting. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in. Please live, think, and love like Jesus. Jesus.